Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Agent on the Go podcast. I'm your host, Jason Allen from Grapevine, Texas. I'm a farmer's insurance agent. And today we have two very special guests. It's our first couples edition of the Agent on the Go podcast. Um, They're probably the most beautiful couple involved in the Grapevine Chamber. (laughs) So we will see how this goes, but we're going to give them the proper introduction. One is from Grapevine, Texas. The other is from Iota, Louisiana. Um, They both currently live in Grapevine. They are obviously married, and they have two French bulldogs named Fiona and Mabel. They are the co-owners of the Liberty Chiropractic Practice in Grapevine, Texas. My guests today are Dr. Tyler Deeroff and Dr. Adam Ardwin. Welcome, guys. How are you today? We are doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're super excited to be here. Well, perfect. I'm, I'm really happy we were able to do this. We've talked about this for several months, and we finally got on the calendar. So um, I want everyone to know your story because you guys are interesting. Um, most people don't work with their significant other. Right. Um, so that's one of the first things I wanted to ask. Um, I know that if my wife and I work together, we came and work in the same house together. Um, mm-hmm. We make too much noise for each other. We're always complaining about doors opening, closing, or hearing conversations. So being a married couple now, since, and you've been married for about four months? Going on six. Going on six months. Congratulations. Six months. So how do you guys handle working together as a married couple? Um, it took some adapting in the beginning. We had a lot of boundaries. We kind of focus on work at work and home at home. And so that's one of the biggest things that we incorporate is when we get here, business mode is on. If things at home arise, we obviously navigate those. And then when we leave here, business tends to stay here. So anything with practice members or billing or whatever, we try to keep it here. Um, occasionally we'll have one of our date nights will become a business meeting intentionally we said it that way right and so um at that point it's a business write-off to all my other business owners date night Mm -hmm. can be a business write-off make sure you talk to your tax professional before you start writing off all that stuff (laughs) inquire with your cpa first but um yeah that's kind of how we navigate it um yeah yeah i think i mean just the boundaries and so like she said, leaving, like doing when you're at home, mm-hmm. focus on you and the relationship mm-hmm. and quality time and all those good things. Mm-hmm. When we're here, there's usually there's a little mixture, right? Of course. But when we have people coming in and out, it's very professional business. You know, okay. we're, we have one, you know, one goal, okay. right? And to help people mm-hmm. achieve better quality of life and coach them through health things. And I'm sure we'll get a little bit into that in a couple <laughs> minutes here. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Actually, you brought that up. So you guys, you said you specialize in nervous system-based chiropractic work. So how is that different from what people normally think of chiropractors as just, hey, this person's going to come crack my back. So what is the difference between your practice versus, say, another chiropractic practice? Yes, I love this question. So nervous system-based means that we focus more on the brain, the neurology, how your body is operating, right? So our brain is the master system. It operates everything we do. Um, So we focus on the function of your brain and how you operate in the world. Um, We love to kind of reiterate that God created our brain to create our spinal columns for us to be healthy. And so we just do a lot of conversation around chiropractic is removing interference, which sometimes is the popping. Sometimes it's not depending on what people prefer. And so kind of what makes us different is we like to focus on function 
natural healing outside of pain. Pain's going to go away if you commit to care and commit to yourself no matter what. And so that's kind of that answer. Okay, perfect. So how did you guys get into more of this nervous system based practice? So there's a lot of, obviously in the healthcare field, there's so many different things these days. Now there's stem cell therapy, there's decompression therapy, there's all these different therapies, right? And each of them is to treat a certain condition, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to a certain point and then, you know, with mentors in chiropractic school and different things like that, you start to learn that instead of just treating every person as like a bundle of symptoms, you treat them as a whole, right? So chiropractic embraces the philosophy of vitalism, right? Which is that your body is greater than the sum of its parts, right? So we don't look at the body as just like a mechanistic machine of like, oh, you know, this isn't working properly, this isn't working properly, but everything has one communicating system that functions together as one whole, right? Okay. And so that's why we kind of take the full body nervous system approach is because that is usually what creates longer term balance for people instead of just changing and ch chasing symptoms, basically. Gotcha. You can do that all day. Okay. So how did you get interested in chiropractic work? Is this something that you want to do as a kid growing up? Or was this something that has kind of evolved over time? Um, most chiropractors, I feel like have some like grand epiphany story. <laughs> I grew up wanting to be a trauma surgeon. So it was always medicine. I was like a weird little eight year old that watched Discovery Channel. And I like, was the exact same way. People... I used to watch surgeries on TV and weird everyone out when they would come in. There's like an elbow exposed. Yeah, like holes yeah. through their stomach, like crazy yep. things. And so it was always medicine and helping people. Um, chiropractic just kind of found me. I feel like just through undergrad and all those things. I, we were both pre-PT route and then God was like, watch this. And we both kind of got nudges in different ways to go to chiropractic school. So we never mm -hmm. actively chose it. It mm -hmm. was through school mm -hmm. that it was like Pandora's box just bust wide open. And okay. your answer about, you know, holism and all that stuff was like very juicy and on the mark <laughs> on just how we see people. And it's like, when you see things through that lens, People, people heal differently when mm -hmm. they're seen as a whole unit, not just your knee or your heart or your lung or mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? And so that's kind of what I think makes both of us choose it now is it's like through school, we just learned okay. a lot of those things that we saw differently before and then we see differently now of mm -hmm. like how the body operates. Um, yeah, and for me, um, I mean, I can go all day on this, but I watched my family kind of grow up stuck on the medical system right yep. so a pill for every single thing right mm -hmm. or you know a shot or like a quick fix or something like that and yep. then watching them suffer over many years and not knowing anything about health or how to be healthy or mm -hmm. you know doing a diet for a while and then falling off of it and so kind of some of my passion comes from helping people get stuck out of those stuck patterns okay. that may be generational maybe it's just societal norms right so like you know all the normal watching Netflix all the time and eating fast food and like <laughs> being sedentary, right? Mm -hmm. Sitting all day long, all those things over time build up. And like with my parents, you can, you can see it, right? They had a really hard life. They worked very hard. And so I want to be, help people be more comfortable in their body and in, okay. their, in their health overall. And gotcha. that's kind of what drives me. Okay. Now you guys have some different specialties also, um, as opposed to other chiropractors, correct? So why don't you tell us about some of those specialties that you have inside your practice? As far as like... 
So I know that you are in particular, you work with pregnancy mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that. So what kind of specialties do you guys kind of focus on more than say the average chiropractor? Yeah. So in that um, lens of, you know, whole body, I took a huge deep dive into women's health. So I got into birth work in chiropractic school. I became a birth doula um, and just loved that whole experience. I still practice a little bit, but not as often in the birth world because it's hard to kind of take your chiropractic doctor hat off in those situations. Um, but yeah, I focus on women's health. So things like thyroid, hormones, um, movement, a lot of pregnancy. So, you know, ensuring decreased labor time. So women who see a chiropractor have 33% decreased labor times throughout their pregnancy. Um, just from that whole body operation. So we're keeping, you know, heart rate monitored. We're keeping different things in line. Um, overall keeping, we keep saying the word function. It's going to be like, if you do the, if you do the translation, it's going to be like a hundred times. That's function. right. You got to do the, if it's function, it's function. That's the word. It you is. Use. Yeah. That's the word that we have to use. But um, that's a lot of what I focus on. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm missing. As far as kids, a lot of things are different with kids and women. Um, I think it's better whenever I think women just don't fully understand hormones. I think that a lot of things like he kind of touched on was like medicine pills, you know, everyone has their opinion on that stuff, mm -hmm. but a lot of women don't know that they can heal their thyroid naturally. Um, I've had women in premenopausal come out of menopause and like get their period completely back normal in their mid forties, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. which they're not fully happy about that, but <laughs> it's a good sign yes. of vitality and those types of things mm -hmm. all through the natural lens. And okay. so just different kind of things like that, that women just, need a little support on okay um yeah and i um i mean my go-to is obviously a lot of i see a lot mostly men right mm -hmm. so former athletes current athletes um when i do see women they're usually very active and okay. on the athletic side um and so usually about people in the 25 to 55 range is kind of where my specialty lies okay former athletes that are looking to get back to functioning not exactly the way they did maybe when they were in college or high school mm -hmm. But the way that um, they want to be with their kids or lift their kids up and, you know, play baseball or football with the kids outside, throw the football and be yeah. comfortable, right? And mm -hmm. not always have on their minds like, man, I don't know if I can do this and get injured, right? Because, yep. you know, maybe they're not as active as they want to be, right? Absolutely. But our goal here is to basically get their body in balance. That way they can start building the foundation to their movement, to their health again. Okay right and kind of build on that and mm -hmm. then start to do all these different things with their kids maybe more sports maybe okay. more activities outdoors gotcha. and stuff like that so if someone comes to see you what kind of what do you do when they first come in like let's say someone's coming for your their first chiropractic treatment with you guys what is your process and then how do you start your your treatment regimen so one, we don't take walk-ins, just in case anyone listening wants to try to walk in. But you can call or book. Mm -hmm. You can walk in and ask us questions mm -hmm. almost any day of the week. As far as booking, we just reserve specific time slots to give people our undivided attention. Mm -hmm. So in the room that we're in right now, um, you come in, you know, you get one of us one-on-one. -on -one. If you bring your spouse or your kids or whatever, they kind of hang out in here too. Um, and from there, we go over your intake form. We talk about kind of the goals that you have in this season of your life. Hmm. Or a thing right now that we're doing with initial visits is, you know, goals that you have in this season or before 2024, right? Okay. What do you want to accomplish? Hmm. Um, some people, it's pray more, move more. If the, we say the world is your oyster, for those goals, hmm. it helps people engage in their care. So okay. people like to just 
you know, you don't go to some positions that ask you, what are your goals in life right now? It makes it more personal. So mm -hmm. we start a lot with goals. Um, then we move into our CLA insight scans, which kind of just give us an internal report card on how your body is operating. It's also what we base our care plans off of. Um, and so we kind of have just a conversation like this and mm -hmm. kind of see how you're living life, what's important to you. Um, and from there we move into a kind of balance assessment. So we kind of test your vestibular system balance, how your brain and body are connected, um, in a more physical okay. setting where the CLA is just all seated, very calm in here. And then you get your first adjustment. So that's kind of first visit in a nutshell. And then following that, we go over your personalized care plan based on your individual scans. Um, kind of talk about timeline frequency, how often we'd like to see you, and then you also get an adjustment. So um, at this moment, every appointment, you'll get an adjustment from us. We, okay. we believe strongly in that. Um, and then, yeah, we just continue care from there, depending on kind of your goals and what we found on your scans as far as how well your body's operating. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, piggybacking off of that, I mean, the most important thing with people's health is their health history, right? Mm -hmm. What they've been through in life and then the scans that we do because that gives us a lot of the invisible information, you yep. know, their muscular tension, how their body's adapting to stress, different things like that. That way we're doing less guessing when we're mm -hmm. actually taking them through a specific care plan to get them to their specific goals, right? Gotcha. And to make those goals stick. Okay. So yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Perfect. So why did you guys decide to open up a practice as opposed to work for someone or work for a group or something like that? Why did you decide to venture out on your own? This is also another good question. Um, I started my business for a few different reasons. So um, we're going on a little over 15 months. I opened around 30 days after graduating-ish. Um, Dr. Adam joined me in December of last year. So I was six months solo, which was wild. One of the primary reasons that I opened, um, was that I swore I would never work for anyone after being in the service industry for 10 plus years. Okay. I was like, I will never have a boss again. I want to do this on my own. Very, very headstrong, independent woman <laughs> was the, was the, was the vibe. Um, outside of that though, I wanted to really create a culture that enabled both healing and transparency when it comes to your family's health. Um, something, you know, similar to Dr. Adam's story about watching his family is we were in school in 2020. So, and not to get into all of that, but one of the things was just creating more transparency in healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, we want to answer the questions that might not be answered. We want to provide resources, research, that type of thing. And so that was all a big driving force in specifically the culture that I wanted to create here was like, if you have a question, ask, like, I, if I don't know, I'm going to tell you, I don't know and get the research for you. Mm -hmm. And so kind of just removing that authority from some of the hierarchies in medicine specifically, okay. um, kind of making it more like obviously homey style where barefoot with the dim mm -hmm. lamp on, you know? <laughs> so um, those are some of the biggest okay. reasons I say, which is, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. creating safety and, a culture that's different, you know, people gotcha. come here and they experience something different and mm -hmm. it's not necessarily to be different, but people just heal differently whenever it's not so sterile and white gotcha. and different mm -hmm. things, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Dr. Adam? Yeah. So, uh, I, um, I did an associateship from the day I graduated up until I joined here. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, starting out, like, we were together and the whole way, right? She was, <laughs> it was not easy. And yeah. um, obviously, I tried to help as much as I could, but there's only so much you can do. Absolutely. You know? And um, just watching her go through that was very inspiring, right? Mm -hmm. Opening a business out of school and yep. all the little things that you don't know about, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know, like QuickBooks stuff and, <laughs> and just like marketing yeah. and yeah. all the different things, right? You, mm -hmm. you kind of, the idea that a lot of chiropractic students get when they graduate is like, all right, people are going to be flocking to my office, right? Not and a thing. Just automatic. Yep. Because, yep. And then you're like, oh, wait, no one really knows what I do, what I specialize in, yep. the results we get and things like that. And even that. your family's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you guys try this out for a little right. before, we, before we work with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family's, <laughs> family's the toughest because yeah. they've seen you. They've exactly. watched you grow up. Yeah. Right? It's like, like I've oh, seen the, I, I saw the done stuff you did at 13. <laughs> yeah. There's not a chance you're touching me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. But uh, yes, yeah, watching her open and all the things she went through and obviously, you know, there's struggles, there's great days. Mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot of ups and downs yep. that, um, you know, people, mentors and stuff talk about, but it's really more nuanced once you, you're actually yeah. in it yourself. It's one thing you when know? someone tells you, you read about it, but you have to kind of experience yeah, it before you exactly, figure it out. Yeah, exactly what Absolutely. it was. So oh. now that you, you both run, are running this business, what's your favorite part about running the business? Um, I think my favorite part is kind of giving that hope back to people. So we talked about the culture that was kind of the goal to be created. And then people come here and just experience what it's like for that to be different. And mm -hmm. so they kind of have like a lights on moment. We get to talking and, you know, with thyroid women specifically, they're feeling hormonal or whatever else. And like, they don't feel heard. And so um, my favorite part is seeing you can you can viscerally physically see when someone like oh, mm -hmm. you hear me like for the first time we see a lot of that and I mean I'm sure that you know everyone has their opinions on mm -hmm. chiropractors we're the last resort yep. we're like the weird people that you're the witch doctors we're the witch doctors <laughs> we're the hippies we're whatever we are mm -hmm. but then here we have that hippie culture but mm -hmm. also we have the science and the neurology to back or not the neurology the information mm -hmm. to back exactly what we're doing we're not guessing yeah we can make it as calm as we want but there's nothing here that's witchy or woo woo you know and so i think that's my favorite part is to see people <laughs> yeah believe one in themselves and that mm -hmm. they can get you know the answers and help and support that they want um help people feel like not broken and not mm -hmm. piece by piece right so you talked about that holism i think when people feel whole things are very different mm -hmm. and a lot of times we'll see people too kind of step out of things that they're practicing so whenever they start to get healing they're like oh i feel comfortable moving away from this prescription or taking tylenol or mm -hmm. whatever else it may be a lot of other people's pandora's box will open if you will about what they believe about mm -hmm. themselves and what they're capable of doing mm -hmm. yeah for me it's um it's very similar, but it's it's also just uh, discovering people's potential, right? So, I mean, I feel like there's so many of us and like, you know, we're not perfect, but there's so many people that are just, they have so much potential, especially mm -hmm. in their body and how they operate that just needs to be unlocked over time, mm -hmm. right? And whether that's through chiropractic or physical therapy or just getting their body moving again, mm -hmm. right? In the right way, just that alone, like the way we move through space and through the world is how we perceive it right okay. so helping people perceive their environment more efficiently right mm -hmm. and so just helping people unlock that potential that and you know sometimes people just need a little bit of push right yep, absolutely. a little bit of empowerment just mm -hmm. to, to keep going and really 
connect to, okay, why are you really here? Are you here because of your low back pain? Or are you here because you're afraid that you're not going to be able to be there for your family in 10 years when mm. you can't walk or yep. you can't do this, can't do that, right? Gotcha. So. Okay. So what, what, have you, what is the most important thing you have learned since opening up your business? That's a hard question. Um, the most important thing I've learned is you have to like get back up. Mm-hmm. I think in like in business specifically, is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. In business, when you get knocked down, it's really easy to want to stay there, especially whenever you're under the age of 25 operating as a physician. Mm-hmm female owned business, you know, that's a lot of things that is like, you got to get back up, which Mm -hmm. he talked a little bit about those first six months of like all the trials and Mm -hmm. everyone has their things when you open business, obviously, Mm -hmm. especially after some of the things we went through economically. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the biggest thing is like getting back up. It's really easy to feel defeated. Like you're like, no one's going to understand, like no one's (laughs) going to come in. How are we going to do this? And so I think that that's like the biggest Thing I feel like I've learned is just to keep going even if you don't mm-hmm. feel like you can and then like lean on other people who are mm-hmm. <laughs> who are doing yeah. it <laughs> like help me out I need like, I'll, there were many a times I would call like mentors or friends just crying like what do I do mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing all the things I'm spending at one point was spending like thousands of dollars on ads it was mm-hmm. just ridiculous and yep. so um definitely just to persevere keep mm-hmm. going because it doesn't get it doesn't get easier. You just kind no. of figure it out. Absolutely. <laughs> you just kind of make it work. <laughs> yeah. On my side, I'd say it's very similar. Um, you get, you just have to keep doing mm-hmm. the things that work, even if it's very minimal, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the beginning, you always want to do this, and then you move to that, and then you do this. And you're, you're like, all right, what, you know, keep, and you keep trying to find, like, the golden goose that's going to get you, you know, more new patients or mm-hmm. more return on investment, whatever it may be, but you have to stick with one thing for Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time. And then if it never works and you're like, okay, we can scratch that off the list and maybe this will work for us. But it's also hard because you see, okay, someone else is doing the thing I'm doing. It's Mm -hmm. working for them. It's not working for me. So let me switch to something else. Yeah, that's working for them, right? So it's staying consistent and doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and tweaking it over time, right? Especially with like marketing or um the flow of the office and yep. things like that there's so many different aspects absolutely i'd just say consistency is definitely yeah. the biggest and less is more something we started implementing more recently is less is more okay so less ads less hyper focus on the little things and just kind of trust not in like a weird you know crazy way but it's like doing less like not how he said you have your hands in all the pots mm-hmm. like we're running some ads we're doing organic marketing, we're doing this, and then like that's it, okay. you know, mm-hmm. and kind of letting it build on itself. The things that are working. So yeah. now, fifteen months in, we've seen trends mm-hmm. on what works. One of our biggest hitters is Instagram. Okay. So we have like a big drive into reels and content and just stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we're making that work as mm-hmm. far as things that are being less and work. Gotcha. Excellent. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears because I want people to kind of get to know you guys, not so much for business, but as people, because mm-hmm. obviously a big part of business is you have to have your own kind of style, you, your personality has got to come out. So you mentioned date nights, which are always important. What are your favorite things to do on date nights? I'd say, yeah, we are, I mean, we're always, 
Or, I mean, we Tex-Mex, Mexican food is like our number one. Okay. And then when we want to spice it up a little bit, we go to sushi. We go to raw sushi in South <laughs> Okay. Lake. All right. But um, big fans of the uh, the table side guac at Animia's. So, Always a good one. Always a good yeah, choice. Yeah. So date night there is good, you know, and our date nights usually we try and focus on us, right? Mm-hmm. We try and... Like, like she said, sometimes it'll be like a business. Well, you got to have, but... have a reason to write it off. So you got to throw in a little exactly. business there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But uh, trying to focus on us and actually, you know, that real quality time. Okay. No phones, anything like that. Um, no phones? No phones. Oh, you guys yeah. are not your typical millennials. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> right? All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So then what do you guys do when you're not together then? So, like, your hobbies you listed, weightlifting, reading, hanging out with friends. You put reading you play lots of sports are those like the main things that you guys do when you're not together like when you're like i need to i love you but i need to separate for a little bit so this is funny because we we work out at the same time at the same gym okay but we don't work out together Mm -hmm. we're just there coexisting i'm like much very much the head down my music as loud as it gets Mm -hmm. on my ears like going hard adam is chatty kathy so he'll like do some sets (laughs) and then like all the guys at the gym love adam obviously so what gym do you guys go to number one we go to 24 hour in south lake okay um and so adam will do a lot of sets and then he'll chat a little bit and then sets and then chat a little bit so outside of us working together we work out air quote work out together but we don't <laughs> talk a lot there we drive separately yeah. to the gym what because yeah. sometimes we'll leave one of us will leave well i would say because you're focused so you're probably earlier. you're probably done sooner you yeah. get here a little bit longer gotcha. i gotta, okay. I gotta get in it just depends on our schedules too he gets to the office yeah. before me yeah. so there's it just takes, different little things it takes the pressure off of oh is she almost done She's mm-hmm. like, yeah when i'm done i'm ready to roll yeah you know so okay yeah. gotcha so now a couple interesting facts you guys listed now you're from grapevine but you've moved over 15 times i have so how does that work i have uh, there's there's this is a long-winded answer um <laughs> so i was born in ennis texas okay. which is a town like mm-hmm. an hour south of here um grew up for a bit there moved to south lake moved back to ennis moved to grapevine um just with all family dynamic mm-hmm. type of stuff yep from grapevine um went to college so this over the 15 times is like 15 different locations okay. the 15 different cities so okay. whenever we were talking about it i was yep. like i don't have very many interesting facts but <laughs> Packed my belongings 15 times. 15 times, sometimes moving like two miles down the I mean, that's a lot. A that's still house. a lot of moving, it's, it's regardless so if it's moving. the same that's town or not. Like, that sounds kind of cool. Like, you move 15 yeah. times and college, back to college, lived in Europe for a little bit in college, came back. So, just a lot of different okay. moving. <laughs> now, being from Grapevine, are you a Panther or are you a Mustang? I'm a Panther. Yes. Panther fight never dies. Woohoo! All so right, we are good. there every Friday night on the sidelines for home games see now we've lived here for seven years and we've never gone to a colleyville football game yet okay well if anyone from colleyville listens to this we are big fans this season the quarterback is crushing it okay yeah, he's doing awesome colleyville game was insane. okay it was a big was blowout like a college game. that's what I'm, so our we have relatives that live in frisco so we have meet three two nieces that are on like the the dance team mm-hmm. and our nephew is a starting linebacker mm-hmm. for the Frisco Heritage team. So we mm-hmm. went to their homecoming game this year because yep. it was like his 
big time to shine thing. And I was like, this is like, I'm not from Texas. So this is my first <laughs> Texas high school football experience. And I was like, this is like college we're football. We were all at the star. Yeah. We were at the star. That was star. his first, yeah, first, time first high school football, football game. Yes. He went to a playoff yeah. game at the star and he was like, where's the grass? We played on grass growing well, up. Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing. I, I realized there was going to be no grass, but we walked in. My son was like, um, do the Cowboys play? I'm like, no, no, they practice here, but yeah. this is nicer than any high school stadium yeah. you'll ever be in. So it's yeah. all turf. Out all turf. It was, yeah, everything's yeah. turf. It was kind of insane. Yeah. Um, now, for you, Adam, your interesting fact you put down, you won a watermelon eating contest when you were 12 against two grown men. So yes. when I first read this, this sounded like Stand By Me, the pie eating scene. <laughs> How... How did this happen as a 12-year-old beating two grown men in a water contest? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always ate very fast. So I had my best friend, he lives in Colorado, mm -hmm. his name's Brad. Growing up, we always did, like, insane, like, food stuff. So, like, for example, like, we together, we would eat, like, a mixing bowl full of cereal, right? Okay. And just smash it. Mm -hmm. But we were always like, all right, who's, who can eat the fastest, okay. right? So it was always a, a competition, which... Looking back, I'm like, probably not the healthy probably thing. Probably a terrible gut. thing to do, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so uh always ate very fast. And turns out I could just crush some watermelon. This was at Yogi Bear Camping Park in Louisiana. Okay. And it was a watermelon eating contest. And I did not feel great after, but I, I did sure win. Did. <laughs> I definitely won. The most important thing yeah. is that you won. So Who it was cares half, how you felt after? It was half a watermelon you had to eat. Ooh. So it was about half. So it was a good bit. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like inhaling it. Inhaling okay. it basically, but, right. uh, yeah, I had to pull that from the from the depths. I forget that's a big win. That's right a huge there, win, you know, especially <laughs> at twelve. A, right, <laughs> right. It was a good time. All right, okay. So now, what? Since you guys have not listened to one of the podcasts, what we like to do towards the end now is the lightning round, where I'm just going to throw some random. You look very nervous, Tyler. <laughs> We're just going to ask random questions, so you just need to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no right or wrong answer. I mean, for one question, there's a right or wrong answer. <laughs> but everything else, there's no right or wrong answer. So the first question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. You got it correct. So you already <laughs> aced it. Now, that's, we always ask people that question. Now I'm starting to throw this question in. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No. No. Okay. That's two for two. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite movie? Dirty Dancing. Oh, God. Every woman, almost every woman says that answer, but okay. Patrick Swayze, man. That's that's tough. Fast answer for me. Uh... Or what's the movie the you've seen one? the most? Seen the most? The most times. Oh, jeez. I don't know. That's a tough one. I really... Like Scarface? No, I have watched Scarface a couple of times. I mean, uh... how can you not watch Scarface yeah. a couple of times? <laughs> that's a tough one, honestly. Maybe Talladega Night? Okay. Yeah. Will Ferrell fan? Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I love Will Ferrell. Okay. He's top five. <laughs> He's top five. Okay. Yeah. First concert you ever went to? Mike Miller. Also, Mike Miller, yeah, in high school. <gasps> Not the same time. Not the same no. time. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Unless you're in Dallas. Nope. New Orleans. Favorite sports team? Chiefs. LSU. Wait, how are you a Chiefs fan? I went to Texas Tech. Okay, I wanted to get to this. This is almost my fact. I was pre-Travis Kelsey, Swayze, or Swift, whatever her name is. Taylor Swift. That. You're... I was pre-that. Okay. I'm on the Mahomes. Family. You're a Mahomie. Okay. I'm a Mahomie. We went to college together. Were you the same year? Yes. 
Did we you were, like, at the same bars? Did you know him? I didn't know him personally. He had like a boy bodyguard because he'd always been with Britney. Oh, that's true. So yeah, he was loyal. Okay. And if anyone that listens, well, to someone kept him story, loyal. Yeah, but he was a loyal college athlete. Okay, like anytime we saw him out at the bars, he was never okay fraternizing with other women. So okay. I was like, oh, Britney. Yeah. Anyways, Chiefs. Okay. Free clap. Okay. Yeah, I'm LSU all day. I mean, I'm not, I'm, a big, just... I'm not a big NFL guy, but okay. I do like the Saints. I mean, you're from Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. LSU is kind of a religion down there. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, Favorite quote? I've never asked anyone this question. I think my, I, mean, I don't have this one exactly correct, but was it if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go forward, go with others. Okay. Right? That's Something good. Like one. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy the little things because one day they might turn out to be the big things. Wow, you like memorized that Boom. one. Where's that one from? Robert something? Frost? <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's a good quote. I like that one. It's good. It's good like daily mantra uh-huh. whenever you get caught up. Absolutely. Like, the little things like yeah. you like hear the birds or whatever. Someone like cute is like carrying a bouquet of flowers. Like I love seeing guys at the end of the day like if i have to go run and get something at the mm-hmm. grocery store around five o'clock and like guys are carrying bouquets of flowers it seems so little but mm-hmm. it's like they just like went and got like flowers like randomly at five o'clock after work i'm like that's such a little air quote little thing but mm-hmm. it's like so cute see whenever i see that i'm always like what that guy do and why <laughs> because i'm that guy um <laughs> favorite book Ooh. Do you have an answer? I mean, the series I'm reading right now is, is I can't stop reading it. What is it? It's called Red Rising Saga. It's like science fiction. Okay. So there's, I'm on the, I think I'm on the fifth book right now. There's six books. Okay. Right? And so I've been basically over the like last three, four years, read a bunch of self-help, like mm-hmm. growth books. Yep. Kind of got burnt out. So I was like, let me switch it up to some fiction. I need something I can then, turn my brain off yeah, of. <laughs> and then the first series I started reading, this Red Rising series, okay. I, I couldn't stop reading. Now, are you going to reread it when you're done? Nah, nah. I'll probably read like. Uh, I do read. all the time. You reread series? Oh my god! I so. My brain can. Fiction or? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Harry Bosch series of books. So Harry, have you? There's a TV show called Bosch that was on Prime. Okay. It's still on Prime actually. Yeah. About a detective in Los Angeles, and there's like oh, nineteen. Okay. There's like nineteen books. Oh gosh. And I've read through it like four times. Like every year, oh, like okay. I'll end up getting bored with like kind of like like reading business books or self help books. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. just gonna read this stuff because I kind of know the stories. I can turn my brain off. And before I know it, like I've read the entire series in like four months. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know my favorite book. My fiction would probably be like, well, I don't even think it's fiction. The Tattooist of Auschwitz. So okay, I yeah. love reading about the Holocaust. One of my, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why. Sure. Really love it. Tattooist of Tattooist of Auschwitz is a good one, and like old reliables like the Four Agreements. Okay. We look, yeah. we have like three copies here <laughs> because I'm like it's a really good like life book. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's like the, you can read it in like an hour. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite nonfiction books is um, probably Fathered by God or Wild Wild at Heart, and then Fathered okay. by God. They they go hand in hand. Kevin okay. Walter. Um, those are really good. Okay. Definitely recommend. And the wealthy gardener. Got, okay, got you got all of them, all of them, all <laughs> the books. Um, all right, you're stranded on a desert island. You have everything you need to survive. You have water and, and fire and all that stuff. What one item could you not survive without? So it can't be like 
fire because you already have like you you can find food you can cook it you can get your water and all that stuff but what one item would you need to have with you to survive a french press a french press well, that's my first thought i'm like you're saying survive look i mean that, that's like, like you have everything you need like you have weapons if, if you need i got food oh, okay. and water i need coffee um yeah i'd say either coffee or i mean if i have a if i have a bow and arrow already i'm good but yeah, coffee for sure. Okay. And then a single item. I'm like, I mean, it'd probably be good to have a, a Bible. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. What one place would you like to travel to that you've never been? Switzerland. I thought you were gonna say Alaska. <laughs> Switzerland's great. Been there several okay, times. Cool. Awesome, yeah. awesome country. Love I've been to Switzerland too. Um I do a lot of traveling. I'm trying to think of like countries that I haven't been to. I mean, Egypt looks cool. Egypt. Africa looks cool. There you go. Yeah. All I right. go anywhere. There we go. No, Lots down. of travel, wherever you're down to go to. <laughs> well, guys, I really appreciate you being on the show today. This was great. This was a wonderful interview. Um, for people that are interested in your services or getting to know you, how can they find you guys? You can find us on Instagram at Liberated Chiropractic. It's where we're the most active. Um, you can go on our website, www.liberatedchiropractic.com, or you can give us a call, 817-241-5661, um, or text that number. We're very easy to get a hold of um, when we have our phones on. Yeah, so <laughs> I was about night. to say, just not during date night, because there's no phones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Instagram, we're most active. We also have a Facebook page, but Instagram for all our, right. for all our other social people are most engaged awesome yeah, well thanks for having us absolutely guys so i hope you guys like the interview uh please reach out to them they're a wealth of knowledge and they're a lot of fun um and they're pretty to look at so <laughs> there's always that so thanks for joining us this week and we'll talk to you guys again soon take care